Welcome to this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Today we are learning about some weird hobbies. Weird hobbies in the context of resumes slash CVs. That is to say, the following are hobbies that job seekers seeking employment have actually put in their hobbies or activity section of the resumes or CVs, depending on your preference on how you want to say it. The list comes from Coburg Banks UK, so shout out to them for giving some quality sleep content as we figuratively point and critique naive job seekers thinking that the following hobbies would be good ideas to include in their job application. So, here we go. Hobby number one. Honestly, I like doing nothing. This is a real hobby. It's a great way to tell your potential employer one of two possibilities. Possibility one, you have no ambition, no drive, no enthusiasm, for anything in life, so if you hire me, it will be a waste of your time and mine, because I don't even like doing anything at all in my personal life. Or there is possibility two, which is I have zero interest in any hobbies, so in some ways by default, I will have to be committed to working for you. So. I do think there is a possibility that a potential employer could read this as a positive or negative. Hobby number two. I'm a very sensual person. Could be appropriate to leave as a hobby if you are planning on working um, at like an adult shop, perhaps. Otherwise, it seems very out of place. And additionally, being sensual is not a hobby. It's more of a character trait, really. Hobby number three is drinking. <laughs> you tell your employer, imagine, imagine you're hiring someone and imagine you get their resume. Okay, here's their high school education, maybe college. You know, maybe they have some certifications for, you know, whatever the case may be. And then you go down to personal life, you see hobbies, and the hobby they put there is, I like to drink. Hobby number four is hacking. Hobby number five, number five is LARPing. Prior to working on this episode, I did not know about LARPing. So I looked it up, and here's the info you did not ask for, but I'm giving you anyway. LARPing is short for live-action role-playing. A live-action role-playing game is a form of a role-playing game where the participants physically act out their characters' actions. The players pursue their characters' goals within a fictional setting, representing represented by the real world while interacting with one another in character.
outcome of player actions may be mediated by game rules or determined by consensus between players. The first LARPs were run in the late 1970s, inspired by role-playing games and genre fiction. The activity gained international popularity during the 1980s and has diversified into a wide variety of styles. Play may be very game-like, or maybe very, or maybe more concerned with dramatic or artistic expression. The fictional genres used very great, used very greatly, V A R Y, not V E R Y, from realistic modern or historical settings to fantastic or futuristic eras. So there you go, LARPing. I guess it's kind of honest. I don't see why it's necessarily a bad activity to include in your resume. It's certainly much better than saying I like to drink or I'm a sensual person or I like to do absolutely nothing. Hobby number six is Farmville. Farmville, yes. Farmville is still a thing, apparently. Now, I'm going to peg the age range of the person that included this in their CV to be between 40 to 50 years old. I'm not suggesting you can't enjoy Farmville if you are younger, but to actually include Farmville as a hobby, my guess is that this is someone older that was either looking to get back to work after a long time off. So, for example, a mother whose children are grown and now wants to get back to work, or a father. Or perhaps someone that has been uh, working at one place for such a long time that the process of applying for work and writing resumes is totally foreign to them now. Hobby number seven is painting my toenails. Each their own. Hobby number eight is talking. This is a very bad idea to put in your CV. One thing that your employer probably hates beyond all else is just talking, especially just chit chat between coworkers. That's unproductive. I've never met a supervisor or manager or business owner that says, you know, one of the qualities I look for in uh, a team member here, someone that I'm trying to integrate into this organization, is a willingness to just quote-unquote waste time by just talking all day. You know, and if you're going to put talking as being a hobby, you should put, let's say, debate. Maybe you like engaging in thoughtful debate as a way to uh, improve reasoning and logic but just putting talking is not a good idea. Hobby number nine is samurai sword collecting. I was curious when I read this, so I decided to give you some interesting or boring info depending on your perspective. The five most expensive swords 
ever sold at auction. This is for any sword period, not just samurais. Number five is the Gem of the Orient Knife, which sold at 2.1 million US dollars. If this were calculated on which is most expensive based on size and weight, this small knife would win hands down. While it's 2.1 million, selling price cannot compare to the uh, sword that tops the list. It is worth more per ounce than any other piece on the list. The knife was made in 1966 by one of the greatest knife makers in history, Buster Wawrinski. Number four is Shah Jahan's personal dagger, which sold for $3.3 million. The craftsmanship and balance of this piece are exceptional. This dagger belonged to Shah Jahan, one of the greatest emperors in the history of the Mughal Empire, which reached its apex between 1627 and 1657. Next is the 15th century Nasrid period ear dagger, $6 million. When it comes to this, to the Nasrid period of history, the ear dagger may be the most exclusive contribution made. This dagger originated in North Africa. While the simplicity of the sword is obvious, it's the age and uniqueness of the sword that adds to its solidified value. According to historical accounts, Spanish people used this weapon during the 15th and 16th century. Number two is Napoleon Bonaparte's sword, 6.5 million. The reference to Napoleon Bonaparte alone adds value to this gorgeous work of art. What is amazing is the number of attention artists put into their work so long ago. The sword is more than 200 years old, and the design is quite extravagant. Both the sword and the sheath are intricately designed and handcrafted with amazing detail. The handle of the sword, for example, is gold-encrusted. And the most expensive sword ever auctioned as of the time of this recording is the 18th century Boateng Sabre, which auctioned for $7.7 million. The sword was made during the Qianglong rule between 1736 to 1795. The S-shaped black design is equipped with a fitted jade handle, and the blade is decorated with inlaid gold, copper, and silver. So there you go. A deviation from our list that uh, I'm sure you did not ask for, but you got it anyway. We continue with hobbies, and right now we are on hobby number 10 to probably not put on your CV. I like learning languages. I'm currently teaching myself to speak Wookiee. Which is not bad. I wouldn't say don't put that on a resume. I think it kind of shows your interest in learning language, your interest in Star Wars, and certainly if you're 
going to be working in a place where maybe you're, you know, focused on customer service, you know, speaking languages is going to be useful. Maybe it's a good way for you to justify practicing and you're going to add value that way. So, hobby 11 is witchcraft. I'm not going to go much further than that. I don't think playing witchcraft is something that most employers are looking for. Hobby number 12 is escapology. Now, if you didn't know, escapology is a high adrenaline escape game where players are locked inside a themed room and must complete their mission before time runs out. During, during the 60-minute experience, players are immersed into a real-life adventure where they must find hidden clues, crack codes, solve challenging puzzles, and escape. Honestly, that's pretty cool. I've wanted do an escape room, but have never taken the time to properly plan one out with some friends. Be curious to know what your experience with escape rooms has been. I'll do a couple of quick fire hobbies on here. Hobby 13, dinosaurs. Hobby 14 is palm reading. Hobby 15 is time travel. I would not consider any candidate job seeker if I were hiring that put this because it's clearly lying either that or a very silly joke which does not translate well onto a resume hobby 16 is snake skin collecting hobby 17 is collecting firearms I can see someone in Alabama or Georgia maybe include this in their resume you know, to be fair, um, what if this were included in a resume that were for a place of work where they sell firearms, right? That'd be smart. In other words, the job seeker is saying, if you hire me, you hire someone that already loves this type of business as a hobby. You know, I collect firearms as a hobby, so. I'll be knowledgeable, I'll be happy, I'll be productive, I'll be great with customers. So, in that sense, it would make a lot of sense, in my opinion. But if you're a fourth grade teacher applying to teach English, that might backfire on you. We have a few more to go. Hobby 18 is arguing with people online. No job would find this useful, I'm certain. Essentially admitting that you are a an online troll and that you pick fights with third and fourth cousins on Facebook about politics, sports, religion, pick one or all, shows that you probably have a bit too much time on your hands. Hobby number 19 is streaking, which is a valid hobby, I suppose. It's an exceptionally easy way to get thrown out of stadiums and sport venues in general and be banned forever. I've always wondered how they monitor that or if they do track it because I remember watching a World Series game in the late 2000s and there was a streak there that was caught on camera. And I remember the announcers talking about how 
you know, that'll be their last baseball game. So I've always operated under the assumption that these venues will take your information and disallow you from entering again. But, you know, what if a friend buys a ticket and just gives it to that guy? I don't know. I'm kind of curious to know. If you work at a sporting venue, let me know. Are people actually banned if they streak? Hobby number 20 is work, which is very ironic, but I think I understand what this job seeker is trying to do. I think he or she is basically trying to convey to the employer that if you hire me, I'll be available and willing and happy to work at all times. You know, it's just ironic that you put in a resume you like to work as a hobby when you are likely not working, but your hobby is to work. Hobby number 21 is stalking celebrities. Hobby 22 is taking surveys. This one I can sort of understand. Some apps or companies will give you the opportunity to take surveys in exchange for prizes or cash. I do know someone that does this from time to time when they are suffering from extreme boredom. I think my biggest issue with this hobby is the lack of privacy or the willingness to just share your details with companies that you know really you have to wonder what they do with your information so I have a couple of quick fire hobbies up here number 23 is entering food eating competitions 24 is ferret racing hobby 25 is being awesome 26 is bullfighting, 27 is handcuff collecting, 28 is sleeping, 29 is I don't have any hobbies, and we are at hobby number 30, which is I have 14 cats, 14 cats, now, one cat, okay, that's normal, two cats, Okay, three probably is a limit in my opinion. But 14 cats. Of course, being the immature, distracted, curious uh, person that I am, I looked up most cats ever owned. There's an article from AOL.com, which I'll just skim for you. Um, but uh, I'm not exaggerating any of the numbers or what I'm about to tell you. The title of the article from AOL.com is Meet the Woman Who Owns Over 1,000 Cats. 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000. So, it reads, How many cats are too many for you? One, four, Linnea Latanzio has over 1,000 cats and counting. But she is not living in a rundown home like the proverbial cat lady, but 
has instead running California's largest cat sanctuary. So, yes, obviously it's not as if this lady was uh, hoarding cats in their home like you see in, uh, like have you ever seen uh, The Secret Life of Pets, number two, where it's just a very old lady. You know, it's like 50 cats in one house. I think once you get past two or three cats, I think you have to kind of reassess. Not that there's anything wrong, but I'm just giving my opinion. So, we're coming up to the end of this list pretty soon. So, I have a couple more rapid-fire hobbies. 31 is Harry Potter. 32 is cosplay. 33 is world building. 34 is donating blood. 12 liters so far. And that is an insane feat, and here's why. Typically, I'm pretty sure the maximum amount you can donate at one time is 500 milliliters. So to donate 12 liters means you've donated 12,000 milliliters. So that means that you've donated blood 24 times, possibly. So that's a lot of blood. That's a good thing. It's a good hobby to have. Let's donate blood. Hobby number 35 is rock balancing. 36, owls. 37, planking. 38 is I like donuts, cupcakes, chocolate, and ice cream together. 39 is Netflix and chill. 40 is crowd watching. 41 is Scrabble. 42 is playing dead. And the last hobby, number 43, of weird hobbies to probably not include in your resume or CV, tying knots. Tying knots. It just strikes me as the kind of hobby that shows that boredom truly has no limits. There is nowhere bored a bored human won't go to pass time. To write down on a resume that your hobby, not what you do when you're bored, but a hobby is to tie knots. Um, I know someone that knows how to tie a bunch of different knots but it's for practical purposes as he usually needs different knots when he's fishing or camping. But to say that tying knots is something that you enjoy doing in your free time is something. But anyway, there you have it. Those are odd hobbies to probably not include in your resume or CV. If you have any weird hobbies that you've included, you can always let me know what they were at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and 